Hello lovely people. I want to talk today about fear of failing, particularly fear of failing who we feel we're supposed to be. This is such a big thing for a lot of people, but I find it especially so. Well, like with all things, there's often a bit of a TCK third culture kid twist here. And the experience of fear of failing is no different. When we fear failing, it's often because the thing we're worried about failing is the thing we think we're supposed to be good at. And for the third culture kid, our identities have been possibly more than usual public sites for discussion. Other people seem to have quite strong opinions about who we're supposed to be. And we carry those expectations through to a real heightened awareness about the social implications if we fail to be that which we are expected to be. If my accent isn't English enough, that comes with social consequences, questions. Where are you from really? If my behavioral cues don't match the culture in which I'm currently interacting, am I failing to pass as a member of that culture? And what if we think on a more micro level? What am I doing now? I'm recording a podcaster. If I'm inhabiting an identity of podcaster, other people get to have opinions about how I do that. Their experience of me creating these podcasts interacts with my identity, my worth perhaps my success, my sense of success. That matters. A lot of us, whether they're externally projected identities or internally constructed identities, one way or other, we're carrying a sense of what we're supposed to be good at. For third culture kids, this sometimes comes with, I'm supposed to be good at languages. I'm supposed to be good at travel. I'm supposed to be good at connecting with people quickly. I'm supposed to be good at change. I'm supposed to be good at packing. And yet, sometimes we aren't. Sometimes those things we're supposed to be good at just fill us with a well, to use the technical term, icky feeling. Our heart sinks into our bellies and now we not only get to experience the dread of having to do the thing we don't feel good at, but we also get to feel like we failed at our identity. Bonus. It sucks and it shouldn't be allowed. And I sometimes think we need to, I sometimes think, I always think, why am I um, dancing around this? I always think there is this delicate balance between identity and identity activity. 
I need to be able to identify myself to a certain extent as podcaster. Otherwise, I'm not going to plan podcasts. I'm not going to record them. I'm not going to think I can take up space in this world as a podcaster. But if I don't distinguish my activities as podcaster from that identity, it could all go south very quickly. What do I mean by this? I mean that at some point, either we run the identity, we're in charge of it, or the identity is in charge of us. If being a podcaster becomes somehow more important than the way I engage with the activities of podcaster, then I can fail at it. Because I can be a good podcaster or I can be a bad podcaster. I can do it right, I can do it wrong. But if I can hold that identity a little lighter and I can decide I'm going to record a podcast, there's something lighter about that. I'm engaging with the activity. And the only failure here is whether I do it or don't do it. I might have my own feelings about how well I did it. I might get feedback, constructive or more cruel, about how I should have done it better. But either way, I did it. I am still engaging in the activities that podcasters engage in. Therefore, I can touch that identity. I can guide it. I'm in charge of that. It is not in charge of me. It doesn't get to fail me. Nobody can tell me I'm not a podcaster. If my concept of myself as podcaster is somebody who does the things podcasters do. Does that make sense? Does that track for you? In the same way you could apply this to writing or gardening. Can I call myself a gardener if I'm actually playing around with a few plant pots? I don't know. There's a whole world of professional gardeners out there and really serious amateur gardeners out there who do incredible things, you know, with actual gardens. But if I allow myself to focus on the activities of gardening, planting, tending, watering, enjoying, then I can claim that identity. Yes, I can be a gardener. That is part of who I am, but I'm in charge of that. Nobody gets to tell me that I'm doing it wrong. Or rather that I'm being it wrong. I suppose they could tell me I'm doing it wrong. And it wouldn't actually touch my sense of who I'm being. Because I can claim that without needing to get it right. Does that make sense? Same with writing, yeah? I am a writer. Oh, we can have so much doubt around that. Can I claim that unless I've published? Can I claim that unless I've actually finished a full draft? Can I claim that if I don't get up at five every morning and write for two hours? But what if I loosen my grip on that identity that, that is telling me what I am and what I'm not and instead engage in the act of writing? I have something I want to write. I'm going to sit down and do that. 
There we go. I'm a writer. And now I can perhaps engage with criticism or feedback about that writing because it's not a reflection of my identity as writer. That I've already claimed. That I'm already in charge of. It's only a reflection of my activities of that identity, which are in flux and I am also in charge of. So what about TCKs? Can I just release the grip of those tendril attachments between the identity of a third culture kid and the activities of a third culture kid? If I can say I am a third culture kid simply because I was born and raised for a significant period of time outside of my parental passport country or countries, that's it. I am a third culture kid. That comes with a distinct set of experiences of which there are huge variation in scale and type. And all of that is included as a third culture kid. Now, how I do my third culture kidness, how I perform that identity, how I engage with that identity, that is entirely up to me. And nobody gets to fail me on that identity. That's what I wanted to say to you today. Identity work isn't just navel gazing. It isn't just trying to find who we are. There is already so much of you, you glorious human being. There is so much of you. Identity work is simply about trying to get more in control of that you-ness, to feel like you're the one writing that script. You're the one claiming who you are and you're the one deciding what that looks like. How you do those identities so that you're running them. They don't get to tell you who you are. Claiming the identity of writer should not mean we suddenly feel we're chained to our desks. Claiming the identity of podcaster should not mean that I feel I have to go out and buy the most expensive equipment or have the most impressive planning schedule. Or even that I have a consistent length in my podcast because I am rubbish at that. I don't think it should dictate exactly how we do that part of ourselves. It can offer guidance. There's a whole community of people it can offer us access to, to learn from. Absolutely. And hopefully I will become better and better and better at this because I will become more attuned to what's wanted, what's helpful. But on my terms too, where I get to join in before it's perfect, where I get to record things and think that's my contribution. Even if it's not how somebody else with the same podcaster label would do it. Being a third culture kid does not weld you to a certain way of being. It's not a lifestyle choice. It's not a 
sect or cult with particular rules that you have to follow. You don't have to do it a particular way. It's yours. Don't let anybody tell you differently. You're worth too much for that nonsense. Thank you for listening. I hope it's helpful. If you're ever wondering about what the point of identity work is, I think this is it for me. So that we're in charge and our identities free us, liberate us and give us wings to do more of who we are. Thanks for listening. Bye.